millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. Talk ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Now Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also SmackDown, uh, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a running quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Sidrich. Look ahead to Raw tonight. And another piece of evidence in the folder, it's not really got a label on it, but the folder I'm generally calling Triple H's plan to try and counteract Vince. Because we talked about this a lot recently, where... Should all of us... like an operation name yes. for this? Yes, we'll think of that, yeah. Because ever since Operation I've heard... Operation f- the pervert. <laughs> Indeed. Because ever since I've heard about this, I thought that makes a lot more sense because we've been doing this raw preview for what? Five, six years? Uh, Something like that? Six, yeah. Um, and five, yeah. I reckon more often than not, we'd come in here and I'd have fallouts from pay-per-views, maybe a match, maybe a, a segment advertised, and that's about it. I'm just sort of scrabbling together from what we've seen in previous weeks. Maybe they'll do more with this superstar or this angle or whatever it may be. More and more now, we're coming in here with a full card or at least five or six things advertised for all, which is apparently Triple H's plan to counteract Vince by planning in advance. I think this political situation is so much more interesting than Triple H's television. It is not (laughs) even funny. I, I, I believe it. I'm of a very cynical disposition anyway. So if there's any kind of WWE is kind of fraught internally, I was like, yeah, boom, <laughs> I'm susceptible. I'm inclined to think that thing is happening. But it makes sense. It does make sense. It's fascinating, this McMahon backstage power struggle. So much so that I put your feet up. I'm going to talk about it for five minutes because the rest of the show does not inspire me in the goddamn least. <laughs> Timeline. Da-dun. You have 2021. Okay. Uh, the pandemic has obviously altered these plans, but they were never really f- like firm. This global localization of Triple H, NXT is a hot brand. Why don't we do it everywhere? Vince McMahon, who's a, not an alpha male like me, Triple H, he wanted to take over America with Hulk Hogan. That's small fry stuff. I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> I'm going to do what you couldn't, Vince. I'm going to. Take over the UK. I'm going to do NXT Japan. Did you crack Japan? Because I think New Japan's the number one over there. 
UPROC, Mexico? Because I think CMLL or AAA is number one over there. I'm going to do what you couldn't, Vince, and I'm going to do NXT Japan and NXT Me and Mexico. I'm going to take over the world, okay? You might call it the global leader, world wrestling entertainment. There's bigger companies in Japan and Mexico than us, buddy, until now. Mm. And I'm going to launch this global localization program by pushing Joe Coffee in NXT UK. What? That didn't work, obviously. NXT UK hit the skids, and the pandemic put paid to everything else, but he had less chance of making NXT Japan happen than he did NXT UK. What happens then is that Triple H's big, ambitious plan to take over the world fails. In parallel, it's not a good idea to be Triple H. Uh, sorry, because AEW has subsumed AEW's uh, NXT's identity, mm -hmm. taken over, thrashed it, mauling in the uh, Wednesday Night War. And yes, the hockey made them change nights, but it was only going in one direction anyway. And NXT was no longer this new, bold image of what WWE could be. And what happens, realistically, and this is alleged, this is a conspiracy on my part, um, uh, Triple H loses power in the mind of Vince McMahon. He does. I don't know if there was a formal demotion or what, but NXT 2.0 does not happen if you use Occam's razor in this situation. NXT 2.0 does not happen if Vince McMahon thinks Triple H is doing a bang-up job of his developmental and his sort of claim to the throne. It, NXT 2.0 doesn't happen if that relationship is rock solid mm -hmm. and Vince McMahon has true belief in Triple H and people think, well, he's his son-in-law and all the rest of it. Vince McMahon demoted his Flesh and blood daughter yes. in WWE from head of creative, okay? These things have happened. There's precedent. And, uh, and Triple H is obviously not happy with NXT 2.0. If he is, when he finally gets the reins, he builds his main roster vision, his main roster product in the vision of NXT 2.0. What does he do? No, he tries to make black and gold happen again by re-signing Hit Row, by uh, bringing back so many NXT black and gold wrestlers and pushing Karrion Cross again. And all mm. From that, we can see that NXT 2.0 is not what Triple H wanted, and it's essentially, it's a bollocking, masquerading as a rebooted wrestling show. Yes. It's so markedly different to every aesthetic, wrestler-style, promotional philosophy that Triple H held dear. Right? So that happened. It's like 2021, isn't it? September 2021? Something like that, yeah. That NXT 2.0 gets launched. Oh, what, what time? Then what happens in under a year is that somehow Vince McMahon's past indiscretions get leaked to the Wall Street Journal. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it's all very coincidental. And... Stephanie McMahon leaves twice <laughs> in as many years. She leaves for a second time after Vince returns. What is going on in that family? Yeah. I, I want that. I don't know what book I want more. What's happened to the McMahons or what actually happened to Brawl Out and did CM Punk truly ask Tony Khan or heavily imply that he did not want Cole Cabana around? Those are the two big things for me. I'm desperate for those books to be written. Yeah. Absolutely desperate. So, Vince McMahon, because unfortunately, he's so much more clever than he is creative. 
so much more cynical and shrewd than he is in business moves than creating stories or whatever, gets back in with a masterstroke of a political ploy. I want to sell the company, and you cannot for in the interests of shareholders because that's what they need for their maximum return. But can't do it without me, I'm afraid. And then he gets in, and now you hear these stories of Vince is making moves, but like just on the margins, just on the periphery. Not getting into the weeds. Not getting into the weeds. And Triple H is, per reports, who first broke that they're trying to Vince-proof it. Well, you, I don't want to mention a certain name in case I've got it wrong because this person does not want words put in their mouth and given their line of work. I absolutely... Um, just type Vince-proof <laughs> in uh, Google, yeah. right? So now we've reached a point where, through a reputable source, Vince... Uh, Triple H is booking these shows. Five for Select. Yes, okay, it's Sean Rosser. And he's very, very reputable. I yes. just did not, out of respect for what he does, obviously Indeed. we aggregate some of their content, and we do not ever want to misinterpret his words to make things sexier. Just, that's not what we want to do here at What Culture. Very reputable. Now we reached a point where Triple H is literally, apparently, booking these shows well in advance with the express purpose, because he didn't really do this mm -hmm. in that period where it felt, all right, Vince isn't coming back. That feels hopelessly naive not, uh, now. But regardless, it did feel like it was kind of gone forever. And then he realized that none of these people are immune to scandal. But, you know, we were naive. We did think a lot of people did that. That's it. Some people didn't. A lot of people did. We have now reached a point where per a very reputable outlet, the most reputable outlet, yeah. in fact, um, in wrestling right now, I would say, just for sheer volume of stuff that they break, is saying that, according to their sources, it is the belief that Triple H is, as you said, booking matches, angles, segments, well in advance, It's it, in terms of what? So that Vince can't meddle because they, because Vince has communicated to them, hey, you book your show, I'm just going to make some changes. Just some little tweaks here and there to make it the best thing it could possibly be. But it's your vision, your chief content officer. They are now, apparently... Booking these shows so that Vince can't turn around and say, well, cancel that, cancel that, cancel that. Because if he does, that creates a narrative of Tinkerman Vince yeah. ruining everything, ruining these plans that, for whatever goddamn reason, are drawing loads of viewers at the moment. Oh, yeah. Like, what, and what do they say to each other? How awkward, or is it not, when they interact, Triple H and Vince? If he's doing this, he clearly perceives Vince McMahon to be a problem. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know what their interactions look like. I'm fascinated by how this relationship has turned into what it is. They are evidently not on the same page. They are playing this incredibly elaborate chess game mm -hmm. of optics. And what's Vince's part in this? Why, and this is my thing, why is he seemingly content right now with just saying, I'll change the order for that. Tweak this slightly. I don't like the verbiage here. And the rest of it's good to go. Triple H is like, Vince McMahon, oh yeah, have Gunther be the long-reigning Intercontinental title. That's not a Vince thing. No. Ooh, bring back DIY. No, bring back The Way. I really like watching them <laughs> on NXT. Like, clearly, if he was in full control, he would not be doing any of this. He just would not. Like, it's still very much Triple H's thing and Paul Heyman's thing over on the main event scene on SmackDown. It's absolutely unrecognizable 
from Vince's way of doing things, even though Triple H and Vince have a decent amount in common. Why is he not taking full control? Is it because, politically, it's a terrible look to say, all right, it's fine, go away, Triple H, because mm. business is so hot? I, I need to know this. The <laughs> palace intrigue, it was John Pollock's turn of phrase, that very nice. The palace intrigue of WWE yeah. is so interesting. I think it's a really underreported story. And just to reiterate, that's a very conspiratorial thing from my perspective. But if you apply Occam's razor to at least the NXT 2.0 position and then see what Triple H has done on the main roster, he's bypassed NXT 2.0 and just basically try to do loads of black and gold stuff. Why then? It's It felt like a punishment at the time. It feels even more like one now. And now he's doing this on Raw to vince-proof it is mm. the words that are not mine. And now we've got to talk about this, which is less interesting. <laughs> well, we are, I think, four Raws, including this one this away. It's all alleged and conspiratorial yes. on my part. I know nothing. Four away from uh, SummerSlam, I do believe, including tonight. So we should probably get with... You know, we could probably speculate on most of that card, but they haven't announced a great deal yet, of course. Cody Rhodes has a special message for Brock Lesnar tonight. Obviously, they got into it uh, again on Raw last week. I sense this is the gauntlet being thrown down with perhaps the uh, the stipulation that a lot of people have speculated on as to... Well, they, want, they wanted a dog collar, didn't they? That's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think it's a good idea for it to happen. Um... Because it's a converse signature step at this point. Yes. Um, and I just think that even MGF, right, in a really nice, subtle gesture, said, um, I had the best singles dog collar match. Like, even he didn't do that, and fair enough, because that third FTR Briscoe's match was so special. Yeah. Even at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it's taken on a really, really tragic legacy um if you like and i think that even wwe wouldn't want to do that match i not out of, res- out of respect slash optics mm. not saying that that cartoonishly evil then again look at that look at their entire history <laughs> um but cody's a territory guy through and through he likes to bring old school stuff back if he has the power to pitch things or to suggest things and they get approved the bull rope is yes. the way to go um it's one that we've not seen in quite some time. It's probably time to reboot it because it feels special. It hasn't been completely bastardized and overexposed like virtually every other WWE stipulation. Obviously, Brock's not doing an Iron Man these days. They can't do Last Man Standing after what he did with Roman. There's no way you live up to that. No. At last, was there, the, last yeah, year, SummerSlam, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Stuff like that. So you can't do that. A cage, no. Hell in a Cell, maybe, but that doesn't... It was only conjecture and rumor, I guess, that it was going to be a step that you haven't seen in quite some time. But they have just done one this year and um, didn't go particularly well. So I think that step needs a bit of breathing room before people can get into it again because Finn Edge was cursed, wasn't it? So the ball rope for me, laid down the gauntlet tonight. And uh, look, Cody's one of those where... It's just so good at promos that I've not really enjoyed this trilogy because I just screamed a trilogy in my face before the second match was even hinted at, much less promoted. So it is what it is, but Cody will sell me the proverbial ticket for this Absolutely. one. Absolutely. 
Uh, speaking of other SummerSlam matches, tonight Ricochet has called him out. It is going to be Ricochet and Logan Paul face-to-face. The report's coming out that obviously they initially wanted the Spanish fly spot uh, that went a bit awry at Money in the Bank to be the, the, the jumping-off point for that match. They can't create the... It's so arrogant. This viral thing that happens organically, we'll make it happen. Like yeah. If anything, Logan Paul almost breaking his neck on a WWE show is more likely to go viral than a perfectly executed, hmm. quote-unquote, pretty clean spot, and it didn't really get any traction. No. In fact, this guy as famous as Logan Paul almost broke his neck in a WWE show. I'm surprised that didn't go more viral, mm. which, again, indicates to me that WWE, while doing a phenomenal job of claiming back loads of viewers who clearly lost interest, those lapsed fans are energized as all hell by the current yeah. programming, and yet... You have to be inclined to like WWE to like it. If you're someone who just watches Logan Paul content and you see that, oh, the guy I really like on YouTube almost broke his neck. Oh, it's WWE. I still don't care. That said, you know. I've got a feeling that they may attempt something particularly stupid as part of this. WWE? (laughs) Just because, like you say, they want something visual to be like, you know, like they had at the Royal Rumble between these two, to be like, you have to tune in uh, August 5th or 6th or whatever it is. It's near my birthday. You know, you know the what culture address to send presents to. Um, it's on the website if you don't. <laughs> but you have to tune in to see what these two are going to do because this is what they did as part of the build-up. Is there any way that we get something akin to, I'm hesitant to mention the other person's name here, the Ricochet Velveteen Dream spot from NXT? Of Logan Paul saying, Ricochet, you think you're so bloody fancy. But in reality, you know, you look at the spot on Money in the Bank. You look at the spot at um, uh, the Royal Rumble. You look at what I did when I faced Roman in Saudi Arabia. I can do everything that you can do. The Wick has no memory of that. And we should not talk about things that haven't happened. Yes, good point. Um, You could tell a brand new story around who's the more athletically gifted wrestler. And I think that's a good idea. And they should start that tonight. Yes. Um, I... It's the story is one person who is a great, great wrestler who can do these spectacular things versus a chancer who's in storyline, someone who just wants to build his own brand and just happens to be in WWE to do it. It's all a bit trite. Like, it's one of those where no one really resents Logan Paul for like coming into WWE and using it to build his platform. As much as he's a dick, I, I just watch and I enjoy watching Logan Paul perform because he's more of a star than half the bloody roster. Yep. So it doesn't have that sort of... I love interloper heat. Like, I hate him, but Lola in ECW, Cardona did it yes. in GCW. I love that idea, but it doesn't really work, at least in my case, for Paul anyway, given that I, I enjoy watching stars and not people who are just guys. I will say that Ricochet is kind of just a guy. Like, he is. He is. He's a spectacular just a guy, but that, if anything, makes it more impressive that WWE make him into one. Um, But I will say that I don't necessarily think he's got intangibles, it factor, proper main event stuff. But it's about time that they did something with Ricochet that gives him the platform to prove that he can be that guy because what he does is just monumentally, like, Mind-blowing. It just is. Sorry for the alliteration. It's a work of cocks. Um, (laughs) So I admire them for actually doing something with Ricochet for once, and this counts as them actually doing something. And they'll build a match for SummerSlam, and that match will be incredible. Yeah. 
And this is for me is the test of Vince's grubby little mitts over everything. Because if Ricochet does something jaw dropping, i.e., maybe Logan Paul is loading up to hit him with that medically repaired left hand, I think it was. I don't know. Uh, to KO him, and Ricochet senses it coming and backflips off the top rope to the floor with perfect form or whatever it is, then that's Papa Itch. And if instead Logan Paul says, hey, Ricochet, I'll see you at SummerSlam. It's going to be the biggest party of the summer, so you might want to cool off first, and then a big bucket of Prime drops Look, we didn't uh, touch on this on the SmackDown review, the otherwise great SmackDown review, which you can listen to wherever Indeed. you get your podcasts from. Um, but LA Knight not being on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Weird. Criminal. Why would you do that if there wasn't some kind of cynical... That's the thing with the, with LA Knight not being on SmackDown. Apologies for not covering this on the show. It must have slipped our minds, right? It's one of two things, neither of which are good. It's either very, very stupid mm-hmm. or very, very cynical. And which one is it? Are you stupid enough to not have your hot overact? You are not being funny with LA Knight. Like, you've got a window. You've got a window with a guy like that, in my opinion. I think he is a star, but he's not going to be this great main event level talent who can work different kinds of matches and all the rest of it. I think you've got a window with a guy like LA Knight and the fact that they are not capitalizing, especially in MSG, especially when there's a little bit of mild outrage about the fact that he didn't win money in the bank. If nothing else, he's a, he's so much over, more over than some of the people who are on SmackDown, like Theory. Yeah. Um, for example, it screams to me that someone didn't want him on the show. Or if they can't slip their mind. No. You know what I mean? He's one of the most overacts on the show. You're an MSG, a place that actually makes noise. People can infer from an LA Knight reaction and MSG if they're watching on TV. Oh, this guy is a star. This guy can make us money. Like, why wouldn't you put him on there? Yeah, I didn't think so. Which, which is it for you, cynical or stupid? Uh, you know, both. Stupid? I think they can. They think that they can just let this roll out until the rumble. Until they finish the guys that they are trying to prep at yeah. the moment rather than just forcing them in. Put them on the back burner. Whereas, whereas you could actually just the US title on him for six months or um, whatever. Because they've got Jay Uso, then they've got Jimmy versus Jay, maybe, then they've got Roman versus Cody. So for the Roman next, versus Solo, potentially. Yeah, they've got a, a stacked main event scene for up to April. So maybe they think, oh, I can just um, push LA Knight next, next year. Maybe it's not just a Vince hates him thing, mm. but it was really weird that, as you said, didn't even get a mid card match at MSG. Like, put him on telly. Yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, let's look ahead to some more matches, well, to set up matches at SummerSlam. I'm talking, of course, of the returning Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle versus Imperium, uh, with no doubt uh, Gunther watching on as uh, McIntyre kicks people's heads off. Yeah, best version of this match is great. Oh, yeah. Let's hope it has a finish. Um, I still think the move is to turn Drew. He's just not ever going to be the Cody-sized babyface that he thinks he can be. And fair enough for him for thinking that, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Then again, you've got the trinket now. You've got the World Heavyweight title. Drew is as good a name as any for that secondary prize. So maybe there's money in having Seth heal Drew. And maybe Seth... Then he got Priest as the project, I guess. I still think they'll turn Drew. I still think they'll turn Drew. And I think he'll lose at SummerSlam the Gunther. Mm-hmm. I think they'll tease Matt Riddle being a stupid f***ing idiot. Like, <laughs> like he is. a stupid f***ing idiot that he is. And Drew can sort of subtly, by WWE standards, as in everyone will see it coming, express contempt for his idiocy or like get annoyed by how stupid he is. And then the program will be Drew, heel Drew versus Riddle after SummerSlam. I like that. I think that's why they've, they've been put together to break apart. Or Gunther decides enough of this. Let's kick the crap out of Drew, make sure he doesn't make SummerSlam. Riddle can have a beating whilst right as well. Maybe, maybe soon we can see the return of Randy Orton because I do feel like that's obviously only if Randy's fit and ready and, and we do wish him well in his recovery. I, you know, whatever our opinions of his body of work, I don't think you ever want to say to someone, you can't do what you love doing anymore. Um, so there's always there's always hope in my heart for a, a conclusion to the RK Bro story because I was I was really intrigued by that. It was one of the most interesting things Orton's done in years it for me. It was weird. That, that was so good, and it was when Vince was in charge. Yeah, but um, to be dismissive... Because he's a decrepit old moron. Yes, but to be dismissive of Imperium is kind of the wrong way of thinking about this. Drew and Matt are going to win tonight. I don't know if I'm talking about them on first name terms. Drew McIntyre <laughs> and Matt Riddle are going to win tonight. Hang out with them after the show, yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, X, XWCPW pals are all in a big uh, WhatsApp group together, aren't we? I definitely was there when we had Drew McIntyre in opposite land. Um, but, yeah, to be dismissive of like, well, the uh, two lackeys from Imperium are going to lose. Look bloody great, Ludwig Kaiser uh, and Giovanni Vinci losing. They are absolutely fantastic professional wrestlers, and I love watching them. Yeah. Even on this show. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. We've got one thing I know you actually genuinely are excited about talking about, and then a couple of other things you're probably less Okay. Excited about talking about. So what I've decided to do with the help of one of our brilliant listeners and contributors is we're going to play a game. Huh. We have to be good to play the game. Okay. Right. So first, Michael, I need you to eat your vegetables first. So talk to me about Tommaso Champa and the Miz in a DQ match. I just won't take it seriously. I mean, Champa has to win, doesn't he? No, Champa has to win. The Miz kicking ass or like threatening to kick ass. The mic completely blindside you. Um, Miz cut that promo. One of the two, either he has two promos. Yes. The first promo is here's my Wikipedia yeah. championships and accomplishments section. And the other promo he cuts is 
I deserve to have more respect. You might see me as this sports entertain sports entertainment project safety guy talk show host. But actually, I can get it done in the ring, and I deserve more respect. Those are his two pros, and I'm still here. Oh yeah, yeah that's here. the other bit of it. I know. Uh, the guy, guy I faced and did this to, doesn't work here anymore. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got so it. this is his. Uh, I'm working one of these lads who the the fans like for being good wrestlers. So I was doing my Bryan stuff. Um, I hate the idea that Miz can just selectively be an ass kicker because one, it's not consistent character work, and two, I would not take it seriously, even if they did it for five more years. Mm. What if he just stooges and is really funny and tries to be a good heel and just cheats? He's in out of his depth. He's panicking. He's desperate. He sells wicked stuff in a really entertaining way. And then he just is a little sneaky git. And they tell this pretty cool story of, oh, if he's a git, he might get away with this. Oh, no, Chamus has kicked his ass. And he's completely shown that he's much better in this environment than Miz could ever hope to be. Maybe they could have some fun with this. But my suspicion is because of the way they do this promo and the general contempt in which they hold my intelligence and memory is that they'll just have a pretty three-and-a-quarter star brawl where it's competitive. Dexter Loomis kicked them all over the place. Yeah. In a match that no one cared about or remembered. But at least they told the right story there. Maybe they'll subvert this whole Miz gets a little bit harder when he faces these indie darlings mm. who step up to him. I hate that. It's rubbish. Maybe, just big picture thing here, because I don't know what they're doing with, with Tommaso Ciampa. Maybe, with the no DQ stipulation, and I'm not sure if he's ever mentioned this, but he's actually been in movies as The Miz. Ah. So he's got a bit of... Bit of sorry. So he's got... Because uh, if I say, in, in terms of... Uh, <coughs> in, in, his, in his bank account, he's got a fair amount of... Money. 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 So he brings Sasha Banks. No. Um, so maybe the story of tonight's Raw, or the story leading into tonight's Raw, is it's no DQ match, but I'm not as hard as Tommaso Ciampa. But I tell you what, there's some big lads in the back who no doubt like quite like a payday. If you come down mid-match and beat the crap out of him, I'll uh, make it worth your while, Bronson Reed. I'll make it worth your while, Omos, or whoever it may be. And then if only Tommaso Ciampa had some sort of family that have been harkened back to, despite the fact that we only, we're the only ones who actually know about them because they were in NXT when no one was watching, maybe something there could be... You're forgetting a pretty important plot point in The Miz's arc. I'm sorry. Um, Maurice doesn't let him spend money, remember that? Oh, yeah. When he couldn't get into the poker game, he had a bit of a liquidity issue because he's only allowed an allowance. So maybe he said, yeah, but if I get really hurt, then no Miz and Mrs. season four. So maybe, you know, like a little bit. You know, Bronson Reed doesn't want that much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, what was it he said last week? He's talking a load of bollocks. Wasn't oh, he? God. A sea of ine an inevitability or a, ah, I don't know. A of bobbins. So... Yeah, maybe this is the one where they reunite because SummerSlam's as good as any to be like, DIY are back together. I know you're not buying this pay-per-view for that, premium live event for that, but some people will like it. Uh -huh. So I think that's maybe what happens tonight. Maybe maybe Gar Gargano comes down and 
I mean, can't be get much worse for the guys involved in the way. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, right. This is the one that the games associated well, with. I'm sorry, Adam Nicholas. I'm making you and late for a meeting with Wilborn here. Sorry. Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark tonight. Obviously, Becky Lynch wants to get hands on Trish Stratus. Um, and then there was the infamous Baltimore. More like Baltimore less last week. Uh-huh. Best version of this match is really good. Yeah. Um, Becky's turned it on since her return in a lot of matches. Um, and Zoe Stark is one of the best... Um, wrestlers on the brand irrespective of gender i think i think she's really 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 good and one would hope i think becky would do everything possible in her power to i think she's a good egg and i think if you know the 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 match length and all the rest of it is measured correctly then this could be a breakthrough performance from stark you've got a star in there who will make it as over as a wwe tv match could be which is not very unfortunately the best version of this match, if they really want to try, and I'm talking between the agents and the crowd and everything else, if everything clicks, and it did with Natalia last week. Yeah. 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 Then this could be very, very good indeed. Um, Becky to win, double beat down and then the finish. I think they're going to take influence from the best wrestling show in the world, NXT, NXT. Uh, where they've been doing lots of loaded mask stuff. Trish has got one on. I think she, that's going to play into the finish. I still think Becky wins. That's face legit. She's broken, though. Yeah, but she'll have, like, I've got a snazzy new protection that I have to have to sit ringside just in case. Oh, actually, this bit comes off, and I'll try and hit Becky with it. Well, accidentally, I'll clob her. Zoe yeah, all will yeah, miss yeah, the spray. So it was a game. Um, well, off the back off the brilliant uh, Baltimore. <laughs> More like Baltimore less. Brilliant, Mark Lee Willis has got in touch. Oh, he is brilliant. And look at the list. Look how long that list is, without reading them, of how many different towns can be manipulated in a this, or like this. So tonight, you can probably get this one. I think they are, yes, they're in the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, more like Buffalo. <laughs> Correct, right. <laughs> Quite a few. Is this a game? This is. That's the Jim Ross putting over uh, Triple H. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! game. (laughs) So I'll. uh, Are you going to say anything? No. Okay. I'll give you some places. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. See if you can uh, uh, get these that Mark Lee Willis has sent to me saying, I felt unproductive today, but I heard you reference city puns on the review. Uh, that probably makes up 60% of my humour, so I thought I'd contribute. Um, he's even included sort of uh, context if they... So I've got to do 60 of these? No, not there's the 60% of his humour. Oh, right, okay. But a few of them you can probably get. San Francisco. Like France, France, San Francisco, no. Chicago. Or like Chicago. Orlando. Or like Orlando. Green Bay. More like... No way. <laughs> it's good. It's not right. Green nay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like this one. Washington. More like stink because you're all smelly and don't wash. It's good. Washing none. Either you're not going to see me wrestle or the amount of brains that the fans have. Good, that mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I like this one because it doesn't really work because it works it written down. I think Stacks actually would probably like this because it works written down. It doesn't work. Really. We know nothing of Stacks. Yeah, it doesn't really work written out. <laughs> Seattle, more like what? <laughs> um. Right, uh, River Rattle because it's smaller than you think. You're on the right lines. Obviously, Seattle is written seat tuttle. Yes, <laughs> Seattle more like seat short because you're small. No, <laughs> doesn't work. Sorry, Mark. No, uh, Miami more like uh, I think Dominic Mysterio. Mammy, because you all live in the basement. My mammy, yeah. My mammy, yeah. Uh, I like this one. That's where you've crawled from to get here to this arena. Col- Colorado Springs. More like Colorado stinks. Good. It's more of a British thing, maybe, this. Colorado Springs. More like Colorado minks, because you're all ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, <laughs> this is, no, I'm going to say that one for the end, actually. Uh, Memphis, more like Memphisent. <laughs> more like Memphis, because you're going to get these hands. It's a baby face doing that. Uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worthless. Yeah. Uh, El Paso. El Pase. <laughs> He's written El Paso. Oh! NXT 2.0 pop, basically. Uh, Louisville. Oh, Louis Veal. Like Louis Cow? No. More like Louis Deal. I'll accept your challenge for a match. Okay. But I think the best one. Oh, uh, Milwaukee. Mil, more like Milwaukee out of here because it stinks so much. Milwaukee, more like Milwaukee me because it's all about me, not you, the fans. Each and every yeah, one of each you. Each and every one of you stink. But, Mark, you've, you've outdone yourself with this. Columbus, like Columb train. You ah oh, really Columb plane because I want to jet out of here. Yeah, great. More of that from Trish Stratus tonight, please. Where is she tonight? Uh, Buffalo. Well, like Buffalo, I do not want to stay here for any longer than I need to. Wait. So I'm going to get out the arena as soon as I'm finished with you, Becky. Yeah. Where are we again? Buffalo, New York. More like Buffalo, Poo, York, because it smells like shit in here. Yeah. Don't give them ideas, Mark, please. I have to watch this. Uh, but one thing we are looking forward to tonight, because it's got a bit of an NXT flavor to it, I think it's fair to say, um, is the developments with Alpha Academy, specifically tonight, Maxine Dupree's graduation ceremony. Great. That's Chad Gable mic time for me. That's Otis doing Otis things in the background for me. And that's it's one of those funny hats. Probably going to Robes. be ruined by uh, bloody Viking Raiders and Valhalla, who we're going to could have did. But we can but dream. This could be a load of fun. It could. Um, so she's going to graduate from the Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, what It's Always Sunny reference can Chad Gable crowbar into it? Um, I don't know, but there'll be one. Yeah. This is more your wheelhouse than mine. 
What, the, have you, what ideas have you got to make this? I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, the gown stuff's going to be great. Uh, the bit I thought of um, was the, the hats, mortarboards, aren't they? I don't know. Mortarboard, more like cheeseboard, because that's what Otis is going to be eating food off of later. And then like, it's your hat. You've got to wear it. You don't use it as a plate. Yeah, it's on your head, not in your mouth. He's going to be wearing some ridiculous gown. Like, now underneath, except his gear. Yep. I just, I just want... Untied. Yeah, I just want... I'm not even going to necessarily suggest anything here. Yeah, I just want an address from to the to the graduating class. One person in it. One person. From Chad Gable, give him five minutes. We've got a three-hour show here, guys. We're going to have to have an ODQ match featuring The Miz. So let's... Bit of light and shade oh, yeah. here. Um, and yeah, will it go without a hitch? No. It's Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. The Viking Raiders are going to come down. Um, but I hope I'm hoping Chad Gable's going to get some patter out of your robes look a bit d- dirty or whatever. Aye, what do they do in college films from years ago? Throw the hats in the air. That's always a visual, isn't it? Uh, Food fight. Yeah, might have a spread on. Maybe uh, or they get they get physical diplomas, don't they? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, going to have to going to have to shush. When he does the speech, see if that's taken care of. Uh, he obviously ends the speech with, to all of you, I'd just like to say, for an amazing year here at the Alpha Academy, I thank you. I thank you. But, yeah, so what's happening with that diploma, I think. Maybe, yes. maybe, oh, maybe Valhalla's going to make it catch on fire in a hand. Oh, maybe, maybe Otis could eat it in the go. <laughs> that's not your dinner, Otis. You've got it confused with a hot dog. <laughs> Sausage in the middle. What are you doing? They'll have a laugh. It'll be good fun. Uh, but let us know your thoughts on everything on, on tonight's show. On Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown and the Collision reviews are available right now. And me, Sidge, and Hamlet will be back tomorrow to review Monday Night Raw, complete with a five-star review review. Suggest something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review instead of a god-awful segment on Monday Night Raw. On either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, screenshot your five-star rating. We need the proof. And email it to me. Adam.Wilborn at whatculture.com. But for now, it's been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.